Hello everyone, my name is Eric, and this is my podcast, The Craziness That Lives Inside My Head. Today, February 15th, 2021, is my birthday. I am 69 years old as of 8.01 a.m. this morning. And I decide to sit back and make a podcast what it is to be 69 years old in the country of the USA and the state of Virginia in 2021. Last year, 2020, was some year. Now, this is last year when everyone was talking about what was going on in 2020 and all the chaos and with the, the country, the country shut down and all like this. And I just said to people, especially the young people, I said, well, nothing's changed. It seems like, in my opinion, especially when they're doing the um, Black Lives Matter situation and everybody was rioting and carried on and killing and burning. And I said, well... They did that in the 60s, in the 70s. I mean, I told people, I mean, if they Google it, um, Ohio State, if I'm not mistaken, there was a demonstration, a Vietnam demonstration, and the, the, um, I think it was the National Guard uh, shot dead three, three students. I mean, that was back in the 60s and 70s. In the 70s, they were rioting and burning. And so... What went on in 2020 was a repeat that went on in the 60s and the 70s. So I'm like, well, been there, did that. So let's move on. Now it's 2021. And I'm now, I'm 69 years old. What significance in my life have I done? A lot. A lot. I don't know if you've been on the uh, internet or you can google my name and you see all the things I've done um, during my lifetime and these are things that I wanted to do when I was in my 20s and I've lived lived with older people and I've seen a lot of older people and I work with older people and I and I didn't like when I didn't like it, I mean, they kept saying, oh, when I was young, I wish I've done this. And, oh, when I was young, I wish I've done that. And when I was in my 20s, I said to myself, I don't want to be in my 60s and 70s sitting in a rocking chair thinking, oh, well, I should have done this and I should have done that. I've done it. I said, you know, if I want to do something, I want to do something. I remember I was in my 40s. I think I was 45 years old. And in the Bronx, New York, um, the cable companies have to provide free um uh, how you say free programming on their cable stations because that was one of the things that the New York City contract you know put up so I went and started a cable show a gay soap opera called Strange Fruit on BronxNet in the Bronx my mother thought I was crazy she goes you too old to be doing that I mean, what do you mean too old to do it? I was 45 years old. Well, well, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. And I did it. 
and I'm, I'm glad I did do it. I'd rather do it at 45 and get it done and do it than to be in my 70s and 80s with a rocking chair thinking, boy, maybe I should have done that. No, I did it. I did a lot of things, you know. I remember in the 80s when I first got sober, clean and dry. I've been clean and dry since 1984. I, I'm a playwright. And I wrote a couple of plays. And I was trying to get it, you know, learn how do you get your plays produced and all like this. And, and someone said, well, you got to get backers. And how many people, I didn't know anybody that had that kind of money to back a play. No, no, it was going to be an off-off-Broadway play. And then the subject matter was gay. And it was black gay. And it was, let's be honest, I mean, back in the 80s, that wasn't really a popular um, uh, subject that somebody was going to um, back you. Now, if I was white and, and I knew a lot of white people who had money and it was a comedy about gay life, they probably, I probably could have got. I should say white gay life, I probably could have gotten uh, backers. But when you do something that, like a black gay life, uh, play on off-Broadway, off I mean, backers, were, people who wanted to back it wasn't there. And like I said, I didn't know anybody who had that kind of money. So I backed myself. I used my own money. I used my own money and I produced my own plays. Again, what motivated me to do it? I thought about it and I said, well, I don't want to be in my 70s and 80s in a rocking chair thinking, well, maybe I should have backed myself back then if I couldn't, you know. One of my plays, I, I was able to use union uh, actors. You have to go to the union to get uh, permission from their union to use them. And I think you can only use, I'm not sure, but I think it was 12 weeks. You could only use the actors for 12 weeks. And after that, you have to pay what they call scale and, and health benefits. And one of my plays, uh, I think Metamorphosis, became popular at the end. I mean, the last week of that show, um, it was sold out. And people was calling for, you know, future dates. And so, of course, I didn't have that kind of money. But I went to the union and I remember I asked the union, can I get an extension? Because I was thinking, well, if I can get them extend these actors without paying them scale, because that's very that's a lot of money to pay them scale and to and to pay for their health benefits and social security. I did not have that kind of money. And when I went to the union, the actors union, to see maybe I could do another four weeks without you know paying them scale, their response was, and I told them I didn't have that kind of money, and the, the response that I got was, well, maybe you shouldn't do it. That is the attitude back then. Maybe you shouldn't do it. If you ain't got the money to do it, you shouldn't do it. That's, that's what I got out of everything. Everything I've done as a black person, as a gay black person, as a gay fat black person, that was the response I got. Well, maybe you shouldn't do it. I have friends, white friends, um, who told me I was trying to write this book. Uh, as you know, I got books out now, but I was trying to, one of the books I was trying to write back then, it was gay, it was black, and it was very sexual, and this, and how crazy my life, was about my life, how crazy my life is. And I was told by my white friends, well, no, that's not how you do it. Nobody's going to buy those books. You got to make a book that will sell first. Make a book like 
they you know what they were talking about make books like uh, Walt Disney books or these fantasy books that that you these la 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 books you know write those stories and try to sell those stories and they like those stories you become famous once you become famous then you can write about yourself about the sex and all like this I said no I don't want to do that I'm not and another thing is I'm not a commercial artist I'm a creative artist I only write things or do things that I feel creative about. I'm not doing it for, uh, uh, how you say, for a living. If I did that, I would be a starving uh, uh, artist. I had a lot of people say to me, oh, you know how to do this? You do, you write books, you write plays and stuff like that, and you got a show on the, well, wh- why are you work on Wall Street? Or why are you working? Why did you do your craft? And I said, well, I don't want to be a starving artist. You got to find your audience. I had a guy back in the 80s who told me this. He said, listen, that's, he was another one who got me, who his advice got me to produce my first play. He says, you got to find your audience. You have to go out there and find people who like the same things you like, and that's who you market yourself to. And that's what I've been doing all my life. And that's because I'm creative as a black, gay, fat guy. I'm creative. And that's all the people that I try to uh, find. Try to find gay people, who you don't have to be black, but gay people who understands what it is to be, maybe to be black or go through the black um, experience in the United States. Those are the people that I market myself to. And while we're talking about it, I'm very happy to say that technically my first book that I made into, I rewrote it and made into an audio book. It only sold five copies, but that's fantastic, fantastic, fantastic for me to sell five copies of an auto book, which is very sexual, very erotic. Basically, it's about my sex life in the 70s to sell five copies of that without even advertising it. It's being in case you want to know it's being sold on iTunes and um, the auto book version of um, Amazon. And that's exciting. But let's go back to being 69 years old and think back on my life. And if you know my story, once in a while I'll say I used to be 430 pounds. And that was back in 1997. I had my stomach stapled. I had the lap band. Life was great, I guess. Life is always, it's funny, you never think about life being great when you're going through the living of it. You don't think about how great life was until after you lived it. Like now at 69, I'm sitting back, wow, life was great. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it back then, but yeah. And then if you know my story, I got into my 50s, I, I pretty much almost gained all that weight back. I lost, I went from 430 to 300 pounds. And then by 2008, I think I was up to um, 380. So I was on my way back up. And I went to the doctor. And the doctor says to me, you want to put me on all these medications? I said, no, I'm not going to medication. And I liked the doctor. He was, from, he was from Eastern Europe. And he was the first doctor I've had. I'm not going to say the first. Maybe he was the second doctor I've had. The first doctor I had that said this to me was Cuban from Cuba. This doctor who said it, the same thing, my, that Cuban doctor who was from Eastern European said to me, well, if you don't want to go on the medication, 
Let's try something, he said. Let's try to lose some weight. Now, the reason I bring those two doctors up because when I go to a, an American or a doctor from the, the U.S., they always want to put you on pills. So I took his advice. And I got a, a personal trainer because I can't do it by myself. And to make a long story short, uh, that was 2008 when I went to the gym, had a personal trainer. I moved down here in Virginia about... Um, 2011 so that's what three years three years later I'm 200 when I moved down here I was 280 pounds so I went from 380 to 280 I lost 100 pounds when I lived in the state of Connecticut then I lost another 100 pounds I had another doctor and this doctor now mind you I lost 100 pounds I was on my way up again and I went to the doctor it's a 2015 I got a new doctor he wasn't uh, he was American of course but he was more into uh holistic medicine and he said well I'm not going to put you on he did put me on, on a high blood pressure pill that was the only medication he was going to give me and he, he suggested I do the um, whole 30 I did the whole 30 and I lost another 100 pounds so my lowest weight at age what was that 69 maybe at age 67 or age 66 my lowest weight was 206 pounds down from 430 now this is 2021 let's be honest those two months in 2020 didn't help much because everything was shut down i was supposed to have another personal trainer because i gained weight i went up to 260 i had the personal trainer in 2020 2020 evaluated me and i belonged to the um to the gym and i was how do you say senior citizen so i got free 60-day free personal trainer. She was going to help me get get that weight off. But you know what happened in 2020? They shut everything down, and then when they opened things up, you couldn't get couldn't go back to the gym and do your usual. So I haven't been to the gym since 2020. It's 2021, and I'm quite sure I lost some weight in the last couple of months because I have knee problems at my age. So anyway, so I'm sitting back. I'm 69 years old and I'm sitting back. No, I don't have any kids. No, I've never was married. Had a couple of lovers. And I had a couple of girlfriends in the beginning. And then I had the lovers at the end. But, you know, at 69, my dad told me when I turned 50, he laughed. He said, you know what? Now life is going to speed up because when you get in your 50s, you say life speeds up. He was not lying. I'm 69 years old and a lot happened in a, in a, in the last year and it's, it's mind-boggling. So much stuff that happened in my life in the last one year. But what it feels like to be 69 is phenomenal. Because when I was in my 20s, I did not think about getting to the age 69. Especially if you're 400 pounds. I mean, every time I went to the doctor, I went to the doctor when I was in my teens. Oh, you'd be lucky if you see 25. Then when I got in my 20s, you'd be lucky if you live to see your 30s. When I got in my 30s, you'd be lucky if you see your 40s. And then when I got in my 40s, you're lucky to see your 50s. But that's when I got my stomach stapled in my 40s. So, but 69 years old, I guess I'm lucky. 
technically I'm not on any medication. Um, no, I don't have any. The only ache I have is my knee, my right knee. The doctor said I have arthritis in it, but this, they don't, they're not going to do any operations until it's bone on bone. God knows when that is. So I'm on, I guess I'm on Advil and Tylenol, which helps a lot. I had uh, one doctor gave me a, 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 how you say, a prescription thing of um, Advil. I don't know what you call it. I, and that helps a lot. I take one pill every eight hours and I'm fine. I can't stand on my feet all day like I used to when I used to work on Wall Street. I am a massage therapist. I stand on my feet. If I have a tough client, I'm, I'm on my feet like 60 minutes and after that I can sit down. But when I worked on Wall Street, I used to be on my feet for eight hours. No way I could be on my feet for eight hours today. But otherwise, life is good. No, I'm not married. No, I don't have the husband who's hairy and hung and good looking. I don't have a pornographic a pornographic husband. No, I don't have that. I've been wanting. I don't know if I would want that in this, this day and age. I'm on Instagram. I never seen so many good looking, well built, hairy guys in all my entire life. And I'm like, I'm 69 years old. I've Join two or three gyms. Now you figure you see guys like that in the gym. I did see a couple of guys like that when I went to the gym in the 80s. But I've been going to the gym now going on 10, 10 years. And between uh, Connecticut and Virginia, I've been going to the gym. I belong to like three or four different gyms, gyms in that in those in that time. And I've yet to see these pornographic guys. You know, I work out in a, in a weight room, different hours of the day, different days of the week, and I've yet to see pornographic guys. I said, where did they find these guys who got these great bodies? And, and of course, they hugely hung. And I'm like, where are they? I'm 69 years old. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Let's be honest. At 69, you had to come across a couple of them. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have come across some of them. A couple of them, I should say. But I never seen so many on Instagram. They be just just showing off everything. Where are you? Of course, they're all over the place, and they're always a thousand miles away. Then, if I were to move to the city that they are and get, seeing all these guys, I bet you I wouldn't see them. They're high. I think they're hiding in the woods here. Anyway, so I want to end this podcast with saying, yes, this is February fifteenth, twenty twenty-one. I am. 69 years old and I've had a pretty good life like I said no I didn't get the wife and kids and picket fence which I did want that and when I was in my teens I did want the wife and kids with the white picket fence and, and the two car garage and all that I wanted all that and what happened was when as time went on I thought about after having a couple of girlfriends that I, I, w- I would love to have the kids but then you got to deal with the wives so I said no that's not going to work and then yeah when I got sober I came out the closet and then I had a couple of lovers and you know you you don't want to I want to live with somebody be with somebody who wants to live and be with me back most of the lovers I had was whoring around screwing everything they can get their dick into and and now, and I guess I wasn't it because I was whoring around, getting putting that dick and everything, and they get their dick into. No, I didn't have the husband, but 
But I will say this. I had a good life. It is what it is. And I hope to continue. There's so many things I want to do. I tell people, I'm telling the people now, the young people, I said, you know, when I get in my 80s, by then they should have that spaceship ready to go to Mars. I thought about, well, we're all going to die. Nobody's going to live forever. So maybe I put my name on the list. An 80-year-old black man put his name on the list to go to Mars on the first uh, colony in Mars. If you're going to die, either you die, I'll die on my way there or die when I get there. It's either that or die on earth. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Eric. And you just heard the craziness that lives inside my head. <laughs> <laughs>